This is the Dungeon Master's Handbook. This is Mike Shorten, Chicago Wiz, Dungeon Master Sandbook. I'm going to try and experiment and see how the podcast does with me driving. Uh, it should be interesting. I'm, uh, this is uh, the Monday before Christmas. I am running to Sam's Club to get a big brownie sheet and other little minor things that we forgot. Because you know how this is when you're hosting the big family dinner. There's always something else to be bought, so we'll see how this goes. Um, not going to talk about Advanced Dungeons and Dragons because, uh, well, there's a lot to be said there, and I wanted this to be more of a personal episode. Talk a little bit about a couple of things that have been on my mind, and uh, we'll get back into the meat of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons here in uh, next week or two. It's the holiday season. I've been enjoying uh, playing Minecraft with my wife and my grandkids who, (laughs) they know that game inside and out. Boy, I feel like a complete newbie. It's hilarious. But I'm I'm building the princess wife a castle in uh, what's known as survival mode where you gotta go and dig everything up yourself. That's been kinda interesting, but uh, she doesn't know what I'm doing. I like doing little things like that, you know. It makes the game fun for me. Anyway, wanted to talk about something that uh, has been on my mind, and uh, it's talking about the uh, so-called OSR and how people get into it and what people think about it. And there's a couple of reasons I'm thinking about this. So I'm on Twitter the other day, and this guy who seems like he's got a little bit of a following. He's, and he tags a whole bunch of people that are into uh, the new version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. And he's like, hey, I used to play AD&D back in the day. It's been 25 years since I played. You know, how, how can I get back to playing? And... You know, because he tagged the people that are into the newer version, of course, they're all talking about uh, essentials and the starter kit and all that for 5th edition. And so I kind of took a different tack, you know. I I let them know that, yeah, you know, you can definitely do 5th edition. There's a lot out there. But, you know, I gave them the spiel about, hey, AD&D is still very relevant. There's still a lot of interest in it. Um, told him about the retro clones, sent him, you know, a couple of links to things, you know. And basically, though, I, you know, look, at the end of the day, when someone's wanting to play Dungeons & Dragons again, they're going to get, you know, attracted to the newest version. I know when I came back in, in 2008... Uh, first thing I did was start reading up on 3.5 and boy that turned me off in a hurry <laughs> when you need a spreadsheet to create a adventure that is not how I want to go and this is a spreadsheet just to calculate treasure and experience craziness anyway you're gonna get attracted to the latest version when you're coming back into it and I don't do the hard sell 
And I'll tell you why. And, and this comes back to something that I've been talking about on the uh, Audio Dungeon Discord and, and, and I've said on Twitter, is that the biggest, most important thing about playing D&D is just to do it and enjoy the experience. You know, this guy hasn't played. I want him... He hasn't played in 25 years. I want him and the people that he's with to have the absolute best time that they can. That they're going to go back and they're going to say, wow, that was a lot of fun. I want to do that again. That's how the hobby grows. And here's the other thing, too. Sure, he decided to go with 5th edition. You know, maybe this was kind of a thing that, you know, he was just doing and he was just poking around anyway, calling attention to it. I don't know. But I planted the seeds in his head now. He knows that AD&D is still out there. It's easy to get. You know, you hop on to um, drive through RPG. You can buy the PDFs. You can get the prints. You know, um, sure, the books may be a little expensive, but I can pick up AD&D books for 10, 15 bucks a piece and they'll be in fairly decent shape. So that is all out there. And he knows that there's retro clones available. He's got this information. It's going to be a seed. And he's going to think about it. And I bet you if I poke him in a year, he'll say, yeah. You know what? I did go ahead and try a game of AD&D, or I did go to a convention and, and, and played a, an old school game. And, and that's how I think I like to grow the old school side of things. You know, the, the hard sell doesn't work. I mean, we get into these frickin' edition wars about what's you know better, what's worse, and all that. And the bottom line is there are still people playing every single version of D&D out there and having a blast do it. And you know what? They don't know anything about these podcasts or blogs or discords or what have you. They're just getting together with their family or friends or both, and they're just having a good time imagining whatever it is that they're imagining in their in their game. And that, to me, gosh, that that's that's the the thing that I'm passionate about having fun you know making this game your own and just going out there and, and, and doing it you know and, and don't worry about if you're a podcaster or if you're playing the latest version or, or what have you just go and have fun the other reason that this is on my mind is uh, there's a forum that I'm a member of it's called the OD&D 74 Pro Boards. Now, this board has been around for a while, and it's definitely old school in, in both look and feel as well as topic. They talk mainly about playing the original original game of Dungeons & Dragons like it was in, in the early mid-'70s. Friendliest forum I have ever been on. I mean, th this place, people are nice to each other. They're genuinely helpful. You know, a lot of them I count as friends because of the respect and, and the information and the fun that we've had talking about D&D to each other. Totally awesome place. Well, this place attracts, because of the subject, it attracts some of the older players. Uh, some of the people that were there from the very beginning. And it seems like that some out of this uh, population of the older players, they get into it, they really like being able to 
talk to the uh, you know the, the newer generations the people that work there they like being able to share their experiences and then there's a population of folks and they just seem to really struggle with the online thing and I don't know if it's because it's age and, and it's difficult to adapt to uh, you know participating in an online community I don't know if it's you know it ends up being something about their personality whatever it is it seems like a fair number of them will do the nuke it from orbit and leave and this just happened in in the uh, OD&D board uh, one of the guys that was really involved in a lot of different uh, a lot of different games. I'm not going to name them. You know, if you want to, you can do the do the research. This isn't about naming people. You know, he struggled. You know, I don't know if it was personality quirks. I don't know if you know the guy just you know this is this is how he operates. He's you know maybe hard to get along with. I don't know, but he's not part of this board anymore. He kind of you know burned his bridges and left. And we're all having a discussion about it, and it makes me sad because one. You know, these people were there. They have all these great experiences. They have all these great stories. And, you know, as I found out, you know, very, very much so with, with Vincent passing in November, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And all of those experiences, all of those things that these people have, they're, uh, what's the word, ephemeral? Uh, you know, they're, they're going to go away. And, yeah, you know, people are, are making up thousands of stories new, but there's something about those stories that they had, you know, they were coming in with nothing. They, they just had the experiences of reading books and of sharing these with other people, you know, a few movies, and they made a whole game, hobby, lifestyle world out of it that now we all get to share. It really makes me sad that they aren't, you know, that, that some of them aren't, aren't going to be around because they're struggling with the online communities or they're struggling with, you know, the populations who maybe are asking the same story, you know, are asking the same questions over and over. And, and there was a story that one of the um, forum presenters uh, shared. He said, you know, every single time I interact with Gary Gygax, he never had a bad thing to say. He was always willing to answer questions and be friendly about it. And I hope that me myself, I hope that's the way I come across when when I, you know, as as I get older, unfortunately, and boy, let me tell you, getting getting old really sucks. Um, you know, I that's the way I want to come across. It has always been important to me that. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what version of D&D you're playing. It doesn't matter what rule set you're playing. Hell, it doesn't even matter, you know, what the setting is or, or how you do it. What matters to me is that you're sitting down, you're, you're having a good time with your friends, you're exploring new worlds, you're exploring what it means to be your character, and just for those few minutes, you are transported to something else and somewhere else, and you, know, you get to experience that over and over and over. To me, that is the biggest gift, and, and that's the one that I want to share with other people, and that's the one that I hope that you know you all get to share, and that maybe motivates you a little bit too, is to do that kind of thing.
All right, I'm here at Sam's Club. I'm going to put this on pause for a few minutes, go buy those last things, and maybe I'll have more to say when I come back. All right, so part two of what hopefully is not too lame of a podcast episode. I always worry about when I start yakking with my opinion because uh, one of two things, either I'm really going to piss a lot of people off or nobody's going to give a shit, but uh, I guess that's okay too. Whoops. Nobody's going to give a darn. So. <laughs> going to get hit with the uh, explicit thing here. Anyway, um, so I was talking about how, you know, you get people to get excited about old school gaming. You know, I, I like to take the soft sell. And then I was talking about how hard it is for some of the people that have been there to remain a part of this community. And, and that kind of gets to something that happened in uh, 2019 and that's a, a couple of uh, these uh, older guys were uh, accused of being some pretty bad actors and you know I first off it is a really tough situation when this happens you know we make a lot of friends and we don't want to hear about our friends uh doing these sorts of things or you know we have we hold these people up to kind of like the idol standard we put them on a pedestal and we don't want to think about that they're human and they're going to do some you know pretty crappy things and, and make some mistakes and the behaviors that a lot of these people grew up to believe was acceptable that stuff is etched into their dna and so in this day and age, when they go and they engage in those behaviors, they do those things, whether it's, you know, stuff that they thought was okay or they've been drinking or whatever it is, and they're rightfully called out on it because it's no longer acceptable behavior. And it creates a lot of hurt feelings. It creates a lot of animosity and it paints a picture with a broad brushstroke that unfortunately I think is really hard to overcome. And I think that's true for a lot of communities in general, especially smaller communities. You get you know enough people that have some problematic behavior and people outside of the community are going to go, oh, well, they're all like that. And that's unfortunate. And, and unfortunately in this day and age, it's just something that we got to deal with. So, you, you know, you have these people with these bad behaviors, and I don't like the behaviors. I think it's wrong. You know, they they, they should be called out on it. And, and I'm not talking about the uh, situation of he who I'm not going to say his name. Um, that is a screwed up situation in and of itself, and that's not what I'm covering here. I'm talking about, you know, guys that are in there, you know, uh, 60s, 70s who are acting out in ways that maybe in the 60s and 70s was, in 80s was acceptable, but it's not now. And, and I think that kind of goes into what I was saying when they get onto these online forums. These people have certain set behaviors. They're not going to change. You know, when, when, you get in, when you get that old, the saying you're set in your ways is kind of true and it is hard I think for people to break out of those things that are part of their DNA that they learn you know these behaviors and, and the 
these thought patterns. It takes a lot to change. I used to be a lot more nimble in my 20s and 30s being able to shift and, and, and adapt and I like to think that I, I, I can still adapt but it's taken me a lot longer you know I have to kind of process things and understand it so I have sympathy I guess for, for the folks that are that are in the you know, upper years the elder years if, if you want to call it that and this is a new world today, and I think it's going to be very hard for them to adapt to it. Um, I hope they do, or I hope they just have the personality that allows them to be a part of what today's world is in such a way that they can pass on those lessons, they can pass on those stories about what it was like to play D&D back then, and you know they, they can share those experiences that hopefully will make people excited to understand and learn more about the history of our game because the history is important where we came from is going to educate on where we're going and there is such a stark difference between the modern editions of D&D and the older editions of D&D and I think both are perfectly valid both have really cool awesome things that people can have fun with and that really to me is what it's all about all right so I've wandered enough uh, done with my opinion. Like I said, it's the Monday before Christmas. I really hope that each and every one of you that's listening has a really good holiday, no matter what you're celebrating. I hope it's a safe one. I hope it's a joyous one. If you are struggling, if you are having a you know crappy holiday, this is you know something's going on in your life. I hope you can overcome it. And if it seems like it's too overwhelming, please reach out to people who can uh, help you. There are people out there that want to help. There are people out there that are just willing to just, you know, take a chair and, and listen to, to what you got to say. You are not alone. And there is, you know, there, there is nothing that is worth uh, ending your life over. Um, if you've lost a loved one around the holidays... My heart goes out to you. This is really tough going into this uh, Christmas uh, without Vincent. I'm, I'm missing him a lot, and uh, I'm thinking about him a lot. I've been actually uh, picking up my computer, tablet, and stylus and, and going through some uh, lessons and tutorials uh, thinking about him. He was a wonderful artist, and it's got me a little motivated. So uh, I hope you think about those that have uh, passed and, and remember them fondly. All right, that's it. Until next time, have a happy holidays and game on.